Welcome to At the Sidestep, a Walker and Walker Independence podcast. Take a seat, grab a drink, and let's dive in. I'm your host, Briar, and I'm also joined by my co-hosts, Kat and Shannon. On this episode, we'll be talking about Walker Season 3, Episode 6, Something There That Wasn't There Before, and Walker Independence Season 1, Episode 6, Random Acts. The food this week is happy curry, and the drink is bottled beer. So let's get into Walker Season 3, Episode 6. Walker makes good on his promise to Liam to finally discuss captivity, and painful details from the past inform the present to help the rangers eliminate a dangerous threat. Meanwhile, a new case forces Cassie to confront her aversion to dating. The episode was directed by Peter Kowalski and written by Jerry Carrillo and Casey Fisher. We should start off this episode by saying there is a brand new face in town, <laughs> and that face is none other than Jake Abel. If you don't know who Jake Gable is, he was on Supernatural with Jared. Um, he's also regularly on the convention circuits. He was just at Rhode Island Comic Con where um, they announced that he was going to be on Walker. And, you know, from the announcement and things that we've seen so far, it seems like he's going to have a pretty decent guest starring role. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really exciting. I know a lot of people are excited and I know... It was the world's worst kept secret. Keegan <laughs> decided to post that video where you could see Jake in the background. Yeah. And then Jake really is, he really is, or really did join Walker. And the whole the whole story started because he wanted to shadow a director on Walker. And then Jared, you know, Jared was just like, well, why don't you just come on the show? Um, so... They technically weren't lying when they were saying that Jake was shadowing a director, but Jake's <laughs> also on the show. Um, and then I loved when he brought up in the panel at, at Rick um, <laughs> about the couches, because Kat, that was all you. Yep. <laughs> hey, it's a very distinct um... pattern. It is, and I also I'm, I feel guilty because I think I'm the one that pointed out that he was in the background of Keegan's too. Um, I was like, I blew him up all over my Twitter. I was like, oh my god, is that Jack Cable? Oh, so you're to blame for all of it. I think yeah. it, I I definitely saw a couple people notice. I don't know who did it first, but you were definitely first for the couch. Well, I saw the um, the post that Jake posted, and I was just like, oh my god, that couch. I still remember you, you sent me a DM and you were like, Can, do you have a, a screenshot yep. of the Walker couch trailer, the, the trailer couch? Because uh, Jake posted this and I, I just want to see if it's the same. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then you like tweeted about it and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so the funniest oh, no. thing to me is, I don't know if anybody noticed watching the, pan- the, the Walker panel, but when Jake was explaining all of this. Jen and Jared were next to me, obviously on stage at the panel, oh, no. and Jen was like, what? And Very Jared good. explained the entire couch thing to her <laughs> while Jake was telling the story. So I found, it hol- I found it hilarious that Jared was like, basically like, yeah, was telling Jen, yeah, you know, they recognize the couches. Because I could, like, on stage, you can't, really, you can't really hear anything. 
but I could hear Jared and Jen, and, and Jared was kind of explaining to Jen about the couches as Jake is talking about the couches, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> All I just remember is just Jake being like, I can't believe they recognize the couches. <laughs> so bad. They're not, like... No, it is so funny. It is so great. I loved it I so feel much. so bad. I'm like, I didn't mean to spoil that. I didn't realize it was that big of a thing. But I also, at the same time, was like, are they calling me out for recognizing the couches? Because, like, we... we yeah, I knew exactly what you were talking about, and I very quickly found it, because I was like, yeah, of course I have that. I have it in my walker folder. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd be more organized than me. I was like, ugh. Because I knew I'd seen it. I don't think I had even seen Jake's post at that point because I think yeah. it was like early in the morning and I'd just woken up or I was driving in the morning. and So you DMing me was the first time I saw the couch. Yeah, I was, it was, I was like, I think I've seen this before, especially like with the one where Jeff is doing the pull-ups in front of it. It's, it's very memorable. It's not a, it's not a common pattern. Sorry, sorry, Jake. And then there was Shell. Shell did a thing of her, um, she did a, a tour of her thing and yep there's the couch so it's just like yep that that yeah yeah and then keegan also posted a picture of his feet with the couch very visible <laughs> those couches are very visible and very obvious they're, they're, they don't really blend in they're not like the black leather ones um so jake's jake's playing kevin golden who's the mayor's chief of staff i don't know he comes off a little sketchy at first mm-hmm isn't that all politicians, though? I don't know. He's sus. Yeah. Well, his name is Kevin Golden, for one thing, and that just makes me think, like, Golden Boy, and then if someone is the Golden Boy, usually they're not to be trusted. Yeah. For me, at least. But I loved him just hitting on Cassie repeatedly. Who wouldn't? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But also, he called, he said Trey looked baller, he would look baller in a suit, and I was like, oh, yeah. is he hitting on Trey now? And he is correct. I'm here for that. <laughs> He is correct. Trey would look very baller in the suit. Jeff Pierre is a very nice looking man. So. Trey did look very good in his suit. Yeah. Yeah. And Cassie looked amazing in her outfit. It was like not even a dress. It was like a pantsuit thing. And I was like, yes, pantsuit. Yeah. I hope it had pockets. <laughs> it better have um, pockets. Before we, before we dive into the brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh. I want to talk about... Stella and Augie first because the audacity that Augie has right now. Oh my god. <laughs> the audacity. Oh man. Is what I'm I think say. when I was tweeting, I even said, like, you're making it really hard to like you right now, yeah. August. Like, well, oh my god. I even, I even said, too, like, he's openly making a video bragging about it while his sister is till, still, like, taking the blame. <sighs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then he tried to blame his dad for it. Is like, don't blame me, yeah. boy. Blame you better. <laughs> yeah, he he just really like. I know he's acting out because he wants attention, but oh, uh, so I, this might be an unpopular opinion, but so obviously we know Stella has this track record, and yes, mm-hmm. she was trying to be good by by helping. Augie and then you know Cordell didn't believe her at the end of the episode I just felt it was like oh same old Stella just like moves out of the house like I don't I didn't like that move 
I think I think she was pushed to the brink and just left because she had an opportunity to do it. Um, I don't know if it'll be like a permanent thing because it says in the next episode for the synopsis that they're like trying to bring her home. But I think it, it makes sense because she's 18. She's finally considered an adult, but she's still fairly young if you yeah. look at it normally. <laughs> and uh, just making that irrational decision to leave. Um, I don't know if I just didn't like it because it was so fast. Yeah. Like it just seemed like another irrational decision that she made. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Something just didn't sit right with me about it. I can understand it from her perspective. If I was in that situation, I probably would have left as well. I don't like it because it hurt Cordell. Like, it made Cordell feel like he was the bad guy yet again. And it felt like he was chasing away somebody else. And so I didn't like it that part because I don't like that Cordell feels bad. I think Cordell, like, takes a lot of responsibility that Mm -hmm. isn't his. And I think this is going to be, like, another example of that. So I didn't like that part. Mm-hmm. I okay, maybe this is an un- unpopular opinion, but I I like I support Abilene. I don't know. I I saw some people who were really mad about it, and I'm like, yeah. really? Yeah, I, I saw know. people saying too that by her doing that, it was undermining his authority as a parent. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I guess, but also she for like a really long time, um, Cordell wasn't even there, so. Liam had to be their parent, and Maline and Bonham had to be their parents. So, like, she probably feels kind of beholden to these kids as well. And, like, they're they're a very, like, they're a very close family. So it only makes sense to me that it's kind of like a group parenting rather than just Cordell being the parent. But that's just how I saw it, where she, she t- kind of took up the mantle because she disagreed with how Cordell was doing it. And I wasn't mad. I was like, yeah, do it. Get it. Get her out of jail like what the hell (laughs) yeah but really honestly the they really need to learn how to communicate and abilene really there (laughs) like abilene should have talked to cordell before he she went and got stella out like there should have been a conversation there um and with co-parenting you really do need to do that and don't go behind the other parents back Mm -hmm. and i think that was the main problem is she was undermining his parenting because she made a decision without talking to him without seeing his point of view Mm-hmm. and anything else so i disagreed with what i wasn't mad at abilene like some people are i thought it was really cool how they went from um making people mad at cordell to kind of switching it up a little bit and uh but at the same time i was really like i could understand where everybody was coming from and i really could understand cordell being upset especially to talk about it in front of stella and give Stella, like, the fuel she needed to get mad at her dad. So, like, yeah. And even Stella did not tell people what was going on. Like, she didn't tell people, no, no, it was Augie that threw the party. I was just out there at the end. Mm-hmm. So, I, I thought it was interesting how the writers did that, though. I really thought it was cool how they switched it from people being mad at Cordell to people being mad at Abilene. Fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who is not a parent, my only point of reference is as a child. And I think people need to remember that Abilene is also Cordell's mom, more than just the grandparent. So it kind of feel it felt like a parent kind of admonishing their child for doing something wrong. 
probably shouldn't have said it in front of Stella, like you said, but I was just, I just saw it as a parent talking to their kid and being disappointed in them, which is normal and happens. (laughs) And I think Cordell does kind of need to reevaluate how he is parenting his kids. And I will reiterate, Cordell is a good dad. I, (laughs) I am not ever going to say he's a bad dad. I love him. He's wonderful. But like every parent, even the best parents, they can make mistakes and they can do something that they think is right, but turns out to be wrong and does the, it just kind of blows up in their face. So (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I was surprised at how many people were mad at Abby because I, I don't know. I agreed with her. Maybe that, maybe I'm just in the wrong. (laughs) I wasn't mad and I really liked how she um, basically took Cordell's side, like explained Cordell's side to sell up really well. It's like, he's not avoiding you. He's just, we're in uncharted waters. We don't know what to do. Uh, we don't know how to go from here. And I really thought, I really understood that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked that she kind of sort of, even when Cordell wasn't there, kind of had Cordell's back. It, yeah, but he, he was like, he was leaving her in there for like the whole weekend, which I think is a bit much. I think maybe just a night. No, no, he explained it. Like he explained it that it was only going to be 24 hours. Um, yeah, I don't understand how the jailing system works in my own country, so I definitely don't know how it works in America. Yeah, no, he, he talked about it. He talked about how he made sure that she was safe. He didn't, he was, it was kind of like grounding plus times 10. Mm, okay. I do think it's important to point out that jail and prison are not the same thing. Thank you. Yes, and where he had her was, was very safe. Like, he made sure that she was safe and taken care of and watched. It was very clean looking. It looked very, very clean. It had nice, soft blue lighting. I'm like, I wouldn't mind going there for a night. (laughs) And and she wasn't with everybody else. She wasn't, you know, she was very much taken care of. And um, she was going to be released in 24 hours. Like, I know some people on the internet were like, oh, they closed her. She's not going to be out for the weekend. It's like, no. He already had set it up that she was going to be released within 24 hours. Yes. Which is fair. Yeah. I just don't like people being mean to Abilene because I love Molly Hagen so much. She can do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> yes, I love Molly. <laughs> I think my biggest problem was that August got off scot-free, though. And he hasn't learned his lesson. I think that's going to be my biggest issue with that is he's still being bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about where that's going to go. Let's get into the brothers. Brother angst, brother angst. It's my favorite. <laughs> going to make a song. <laughs> I love them so much. Those Walker brothers are my favorite. We <laughs> um, love the brother angst. They're great. They are. They're amazing. It was just nice to see them coming together after so many episodes of them being kind of on opposite ends. It really was. And like... Cordell kind of admitting, like, yes, Liam, you were the rock. You held this family together while I was gone. I was like, yes, thank you, (laughs) Liam, my baby. (laughs) I love it that Liam was like, no, it's not your fault, Cordell. It wasn't your fault that I got kidnapped. It's not your fault that Stella didn't go to college. Yes. I I really enjoyed that he told him that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I really think Cordell really needed to hear that because he takes everything on his very nice broad shoulders. But it's nice to hear something different. The scene where Liam was talking about how he had to bury Cordell and then showing the flashbacks and everything. I just want a campaign for Keegan Allen's Emmy right now. Oh, 
Um, I will go door to door and tell everyone. He is amazing. That broke my heart in two. I was crying. I was. Li- I had literal tears in my eyes because I felt so bad for him. Because I can only imagine how traumatizing that was. And the fact that it was only brought up now, so like nobody knew about it beforehand. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts to watch, but it's so good. Oh, it does. And then, like you said, it was. It, he was carrying around that weight, and when he ended up shooting the bad guy, and it showed the guy's face, and it was the same guy from before. I think that was healing for him, for sure. And then Cordell holding him, like holding his little brother. It was yeah. also very nice that he got to kill him. Yeah, I really <laughs> do hope that it healed him, that he got to, like, avenge his brother. Yeah. It was also very hot how they did that. It was, it was very well done. <laughs> the way he jammed the needle in his chest. So many people, I was, like, I was live-tweeting while also watching other people's tweets roll in. And so many people were like, how did you get that needle through your pecs, Jared? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Valid. So valid. And I'm sad he didn't answer it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was very, like, visceral, just like the stabbing of the needle. Yeah. Pulling down of the vest and the stabbing of the needle. That That was a great shot. And being able to, like, carry his brother out, that was... I hope that really does heal him, because I think Liam needed it. For people who don't know, it's Scott Reader, who's the prop master. He goes by Scott Prop and Roll online on TikTok and Instagram, I believe. And I think he's Scott Reader one on Twitter. You should follow him. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Um, yeah, Scott did the syringes, so I knew the syringes were coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should definitely follow Scott Reader. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. great. He gives me all these kind of little, little insights that are coming. Like that's how I knew about the restraints and everything it was great i have questions about kevin golden again i want to kind of return to that because he he had some kind of nerve agent attack at the event where he was like falling down sick and whatever i'm like do we trust him no i don't know if i trust him did he do it to himself no yes no <laughs> yes i'm over here being all different yeah. <laughs> no, because it explained it. He was going through the mail, and there was a yeah a letter. I did see um, Cat, the other cat, Cat is a nerd, tweeted being like, hey, Cassie and Trey shook hands with him. And I thought that was going to be addressed, like maybe they yeah. would also get sick, but it wasn't. So that's what makes me think, oh, no, he did this to himself. No. Because well, if it was just even, from touching something. Um, When he, when they're... Um, in the room with him after and he's on the floor and they're waiting for paramedics to come in mm-hmm. and yeah they say like oh like hazmat suits or whatever and everybody everybody he touched like earlier like literally just a scene earlier or two scenes earlier didn't he like have his hand on Cassie's shoulder or something like yeah I think so yeah he was very touchy feely yeah and, like, and he was, like, hanging out with little kids under the table, and he probably would have, like, accidentally touched one of them, like, on the shoulder or the hand yeah, or so something. So happened to all of them? Yeah. None of them got sick. So he definitely did it to himself. That's He's what sus. I believe. No, it was... Very sus. It was on the letter that was the threatening letter that, uh, and it absorbed into him, and he probably washes his hands when he goes potty. <laughs> 
so it didn't get on anybody else because he's a good hygienist boy, but he was already... I don't know. I just don't trust him. I I trust him because Trey trusts him. I... because... That's clear. Like, Trey seems to have a pretty good, you know, judge of character, so I trust him. Yeah, but if you look at season one, the Walker family trusted Stan, and look how that ended up. Yeah, but that was the Walker family. That wasn't Trey. Trey didn't even know Stan. Still, I mean, the Walker, the entire Walker family, at least one of them has, you know, good judgment of character, and they all trusted him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, I just, I think, I think Jake is phenomenal and amazing and wonderful and charming, but I think that's what you want that character to be, because it's, you're gonna, it's gonna blindside you later where he is somehow suspicious. I just don't trust him yet. <laughs> I could be totally wrong, but I think they're trying to set him up to be Cassie's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to end up working out, and I think they want him long term. I don't think he's going to be bad, but then again, I could be wrong. I think that would be very cute. I do like their interactions, and I think they have good chemistry. If he ends up not being a bad guy, I think they'd be cute together. Yeah, they would be. I don't know. He's the Trojaniest of the Trojan horses. (laughs) I'm wondering what's going on with Jerry. Like, what's Jerry? What? Why is Jerry leaving? Where is she going? Yeah. What was that file about Hoyt? Yeah. Exactly. Hoyt's still alive. I doubt it. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm really wondering what's going on with her, and I'm wondering if they're ever going to address it, or that she just comes back and we never hear anything about it. As long as they can have some kind of flashback with Matt Barr yes. being this version of Hoyt yeah. Rollins again. That I would, would love great. it if it connected to the to Walker Independence. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I do too. I think August is going to get his big room. Yeah. But I think he's going to continue to spiral and he's going to... There's something bad is going to happen. It's weird that Colton is like 18 years old and he has so many responsibilities right now. He's like taking care of the sidestep and the ranch and the horses yeah. and it's like everybody's dump it all on Colton. <laughs> It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Poor Colton. But he's doing it pretty well. He's pretty good. I think it's going to be interesting seeing how it goes forth. Yeah. All right. So let's move to Walker Independence. So Walker Independence, Season 1, Episode 6, Random Acts. With questions continuing to surface, Abby digs deeper into her husband's past while Gus and Callian follow a hunch, which has them questioning a former mentor and Callian accused of a heinous crime. Back in town, Tom puts together a fight night in an attempt to impress a railroad executive despite Kate's protest. Hoyt dives into helping the Reyes family and Kai reveals he knows how to throw a punch. So let's dive right into fight night. I love how we're all saying dive because that's what it is when you like lose a, a fight on purpose. When you're Hoyt. <laughs> when you're Hoyt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course Hoyt did that. Oh, of course. Of course the minute he asked Tom about money and bets and stuff, I was like, oh, he's going to throw it. He's just going to dive. <laughs> yeah, he's going to take a dive. I thought that was great wording. Listen, again, as a Tom Davidson apologist... Um, he was amazing in this episode, and I love that yeah. he jumped in. Um, but I found it hilarious when we were live tweeting that all of the live tweets were like, "Isn't he going to take his shirt off? <laughs> Why did he take off his shirt? He should have his shirt off." You know what was a really cute Tom moment 
that like I didn't see a lot of people talking about, but I also wasn't live tweeting because I was very sick. Um, Abby? No, it was him using chopsticks with Kai and just having a little oh, meal yeah. together. I when I watched that, I was like dying. My heart was growing three sizes. It was so cute. I don't think he's all bad. Yeah, and like he was really good with the chopsticks too. I think the show really tries to point out that if you're accepting of others, that you're a good character. Fair. <laughs> but yeah. But I've always been like... Yeah, and now Tom is like going to him for information. Exactly. And, and Kai was like telling him how to win the fight. And I was like, oh, they're actually really cute together. This is really nice. I still, like, cute. I still like Tom and Abby, but then at the end of the day, like Cordell and Jerry. Hmm. So, probably not. Yeah. See, I think it's weird that, like, I definitely know that Tom is into Abby, but I'm pretty sure Abby does not have the similar feelings, because I think she still thinks that, you know, Tom killed her husband that she loved. So, I don't think she's there yet. Yeah. He he genuinely seems to care about the people in the town. He really does. Even though he's not necessarily all great. I feel like... We keep talking about Tom, and this is now going to become, instead of a podcast, it's a Tomcast. It's just talk about Tom the entire time. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Greg does a great job, though. Greg does a really great job of being this. Yeah, so yeah. what kind of ties into this whole conversation, too, is we learned a little bit more. So with um, Callian and Gus going to visit the old, sh- old sheriff. Um, Otis. We learned a little bit, like, he was kind of saying, well, Liam's not the person that, you know, we thought he was, and, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So, I I really do think that it, it's going to end up being that, I'm still in the camp, like, we, you know, we talked about this in the previous episode, that Kat is still in the camp that um, Tom didn't murder Liam. Yep. Um, but Shannon and I are, are more or less on the camp that he did murder Liam, but Liam isn't as innocent as Liam had it coming. Made him out to be in the beginning. So yeah, <laughs> I think this is just kind of proving that theory of like yeah. more and more that there's more to dig into. Just like you know, Abby finds out that Liam lied to her um, mm-hmm. when she's on the bed later and she's crying. So I think yeah. I really think that we're gonna find more that Liam just was not the person that everybody thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, in my opinion, again, like, Tom did kill him, but it's going to be for a reason that's not going to make Tom out to be such a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think, yeah. I I like how in this episode and in the previous episode, there were two different instances where it was pointed out that a character did not like Liam. Like, first it was Abby's dad, and then in this one, Otis called him a son of a bee and was like... Mm-hmm. I really didn't like this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel kind of validated because I feel like there is something to him that we didn't see. And it's nice to see other characters address it. But I think, like, even in the pilot, we were seeing that there was something going on that we didn't know. And I don't know what it is. Maybe they paid him to be there, but it was done by Aunt Teresa. And Tom found out and thought that Liam was going to be the new sheriff and was going to corrupt the town. And so he killed him to protect the town because he genuinely loves independence because he has shown that he is trying to make it a more prosperous place. That's my theory. I just came up with. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, why would the Davidsons pay Liam to come there and then kill him 
And honestly, like, this is the first time that Liam... Or he killed Liam so he could get to Abby because he loves her. <laughs> <laughs> he, he saw her once and was like, mm, yep, I want her. I will kill I her I genuinely husband. think he does care for Abby. <laughs> I do, too. He's shown it time and time again. Yeah, I do think he has a thing for Abby, but again, I'm going to say... I don't think that Abby feels the same way. Yeah. I think Abby is honestly very creeped out by him. Yeah. But he smiles. He smiles just at seeing her and she looks so unimpressed. Yeah. (laughs) But he smiled, so he clearly likes her. He does. And I think, like, even his friend pointed out that he likes her. But for me, it's just, I think it's interesting that we think that, like, one of the biggest ships is Tom for Abby. Mm-hmm. when she would definitely not like it. I just wanted to say that in the beginning of the episode, when it showed Francis Reyes and he was being so sweet with Hoyt, I was like, oh, he's oh, yeah. going to die. Yep. And he's he gone. did. <laughs> That's how it yep. goes. You get some character coming in and doing something sweet, and you just know that something bad is going to happen to them. And Kat, you called it. You said that you thought he was going to die. I thought it might have been the brother. You were right <laughs> again. <laughs> so... What do you think actually happened? Um, I don't think Callian did it for one, because Callian yeah. is my sweet innocent no, boy. I saw he... I saw some like theories that it was the brother. I wouldn't I do. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him framing Callian. Yeah. What I think happened is that you hear the gunshots and the gunshots are Lewis uh killing Francis and then he hits Callian over the head, mm-hmm. steals an arrow and stabs it. To make it look like um, Callian is the one that killed him. Mm-hmm. Basically, to frame Callian for what's going on. Yeah. And they don't have, like, they don't have CSI who can go through and look like, oh, no, no. it's actually a bullet wound. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next episode with that. But, yeah, that's what I think. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is just unfair. Callian, my poor yeah. boy. I love him so much. He's innocent of all crimes. He never did anything wrong. Never. Ever. Yeah, I, I just noticed that Lewis had the same facial hair as the as Tom. That looks like a Greg chin, though. It did look like a Greg chin, but it could have been a false memory, seeing it from Abby's yeah. perspective. You never know. I do still think it was Tom, but I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. But yeah. like them having to arrest Callian, and then especially it being Gus there, mm-hmm. like that broke my heart. Yeah, especially after Gus and and Callian were finally starting to trust each other again and being all buddy-buddy, and and I was like, oh, my ship. (laughs) We're we're jumping, like, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but um, what breaks my heart, too, is in the preview for next episode, Callian's, like, basically asking why nobody will defend him. Oh. And I was like, no. I'll defend you, Callian. (laughs) Abby is. I love that Abby is. I love that Abby's going to defend him. I think he means somebody else. I think he's going to mean somebody else besides his daddy. I, I like that they showed Ethan and Kate have some kind of history together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Mustache. And I, I, <laughs> I kind of find it funny that this is another character that Matthew Barnes is playing in the Walkerverse where he's like falling in love with like a law enforcement agent. <laughs> yeah. And then he might not be on the up and up because you saw him later shaking hands with Tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder. Another line that was in the show that I had to write down because I didn't want to forget it was when uh, I think it was Abby said that Kai had a crush on Kate and Kate said, I have that effect on some people. I think it was very pointed that she said people and not men. 
because that (laughs) furthering my my agenda of her being sapphic or something along those lines makes me very happy i want that too i also love that she said that she knows that kaya is interested in her but that's not a heart she wants to break yeah sweet boy i love kai I agree with her not wanting to hurt him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course he, you know, killed his people, but it wasn't exactly murder if you're trying to save your life. Yeah, exactly. If you murder for the right reason. I think he's a good guy and noble. So I really love Kai. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of jumping all around because I actually, I did write notes because I was very, like, I was not all there for the past couple of days because I was sick and I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget things. <laughs> but, uh... One thing I wrote was uh, when Callian is with Gus and uh, Otis and he sees the young girl who I'm assuming had gone missing at some point. So she's like a phantom of his mind. Yeah. Um, There was a it was like a dolly zoom where uh, with the very blue background of the sky. And I can't remember who directed this episode, but that dolly zoom was perfect cinema it was i want to play it on repeat it was beautiful it was perfect and i just got really i got chills because i love a good dolly zoom (laughs) a couple more things the fight choreography during the fight was really well done and i commend all the stunt performers and everyone who did the fighting that they looked it looked very real and like visceral and um and then one more thing I had to write down was uh, Gus in the shootout scene when he was so collected and so straightforward and just, you know, he knew exactly where he was aiming was incredibly attractive. I was like, this is very hot. Yes. <laughs> just the way he, no nonsense, just bang, bang, bang. And he knew exactly what he was doing. He's so competent. Um, I love Gus. <laughs> He's so hot. Everyone's hot on the show. I'm just excited to see where the story goes because it really is just like unraveling more and more and getting better. Like, getting, yeah. I know it, it's, it sounds like a broken record saying, oh, it gets better and better, but it really does. It does, yeah. Yeah, when Tom got stabbed yeah. at the end, you're like, yeah, yeah, so, the cliffhanger ending. I was like, oh no. That was shocking. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I think, okay, in a moment, I saw that coming. I have to say, his voiceover, so at the end where they're doing like the cool little shots of independence. Yeah. And then, like, his voiceovers. Honestly, that could just be a commercial. <laughs> yeah. It could be a commercial for the town. It could be a commercial for the show. Like, yeah. it's such a great, it's such a great montage. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I was so upset at the end when, you know, all that happened. But yeah, I will say I'm not, I'm not like, oh, my God, he's, he's going to die. He's going to this because we have photos from the next episode and he's standing with Kate. Mm-hmm. So... I'm confident that he's going to be okay. He's just a little maimed. It's okay. Yeah. We all love but, good maiming. <laughs> again, who is doing this? Like, yeah. who yeah. is terrorizing this town? Maybe it's Liam back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> now we have zombies. They just introduce zombies now. Yep. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> the zombies of Walker Independence. I really quick, there's yeah. one thing I wanted to point out. The only issue I had with this episode, only issue, it's a very small issue. I did not like how Gus and Callian went to meet Otis and Otis had a lot of expository dialogue explaining how Gus and Callian met. And I, I would have preferred if we got to see it because, you know, show don't tell. I would have really liked to see a flashback of Gus and Callian's first meeting 
And I just, maybe in the future episodes they'll do that because I, I just love them so much as a duo um, that it felt not as fulfilling to just hear it told by some random character that we just met. But that's the only issue I had. I just, maybe they'll do it in further episodes. <laughs> I hope so. I really want to see their backstory and how they met. I did love the historical accuracy of it and learning all the history of it. Yeah, they just really quickly needed some exposition, and then they moved on. And yeah. I was like, no, show it to me. Yeah, they really did. I mean, we really wanted, I wanted to see it. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, support Tom Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> He's hot. Like, subscribe, you know, tell your friends about us if you enjoy it. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at the sidestep. And we'll see you again next episode. Next episode will be the mid-season finale.